and apparently we are live. So good evening, everybody. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast, a skeptical vlogcast that uh, comes from a skeptical point of view. Yeah, a skeptical vlogcast from a skeptical point of view. Go figure, eh? Uh, to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because once again, I've been thrown into this position while Shujin gets to sit on his laurels. And I sincerely hope that his laurels are nice and frickin' comfortable. And part of this is also to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Uh, of course, I am your substitute host here for tonight, uh, known online as Dallin. Uh, you guys know where you can find me and kind of running with a bit of an abbreviated panel here tonight, but that's okay because, well, it is what we, what we have to do sometimes, or uh, sometimes I call it the metric dozen. Anyways, joining me tonight, thankfully, so I'm not alone and having to talk to myself, uh, Bridget, good morning. Good morning or good evening or oh, it's something. Still, is it still <laughs> evening? It's still evening here. Oh, Okay. Right. Um, yeah. Indiana is only an hour ahead of me. Uh, yeah, so whereas it's 1103 here. So. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that's really weird with the job I do. Um, I'm usually used to dealing with people out East. So when I schedule meetings and stuff, I end up going, um, you know, trying to take their time zones into account. But then once in a while I'll get a client from like Washington state or California or again, even a place like Indiana where it's not that two hour thing. And I will mess up that time every single time I I've scheduled myself for meetings at just the weird, the weirdest hours. Like I'll say, okay, we will make it for eight o'clock. And then I'll get a call from the guy in Washington. You do realize you scheduled me for seven, right? Oh crap. Yeah. Let me fix that. Ah. <laughs> uh, Anyways, yeah, it looks like we're dealing with a bit of a, like I said, a, an abbreviated crew here tonight. Shujin is still off on a uh, well-deserved vacation. Um, well, you know, uh, the guy works hard. He's he's quite the online personality in uh, many other many other venues and stuff. So you know, he, he needed some time to rec to rest and recuperate, and you know, take the holidays off. And it's not like I got anything else to do except, you know, fill in when he needs stuff to fill in or whatever, <laughs> you know how it is. Uh, how does he keep all this stuff organized? I'll never figure that out. Anyways. Um, I'd also want to just uh, pop over to our open, our live chat there. I see Felix has already started up. Uh, nice to see you again. Hopefully we'll get a few more people here tonight. Um, yeah. And of course, as usual, I don't have a five minute freestyle because I just can't freestyle like that without, you know, I would do more uhs and ums than Justin Trudeau is famous for. And I really don't want to be known for that. So I think maybe we'll just jump right into it. Um, so yeah, tonight it's episode, episode 292, 2020 vision. You know, we've always heard the saying that hindsight is twenty twenty. Uh, to be honest, though, looking back on twenty nineteen, I think we all kind of wish the rear view was either just cracked or just up and fell off. It was a rough year. 
Yeah. You know, as far as politics go, uh, we also lost a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of good personalities and people even closer to that. Um, but hopefully we can look ahead. Maybe, um, I'm hoping this year is going to turn a little bit better. And I thought tonight, maybe we just, um, maybe look a little bit back on the year, but also try to look forward. Oh, and princess Luna and Stephanie have joined us. Hi. <laughs> well, this is good. So we have a few people, which means I kind of have to behave myself, which is probably a good thing because, yeah, <laughs> you, you know how it is. So actually, uh, Bridget, there's one question that I have that has been bugging me. And I saw a post on Facebook recently and I typically don't call people out on it, but this one really got me. Okay. Uh, you had posted something about, uh, if you don't like the way things are, uh, try doing something about it, like running for office. That's what yes. I plan to do. Is that true? Yes. yes, that is very true. Okay. I, I, I need more content on this. Like what, what are the details? What, what are, what position are you running for? I mean, it's, it's not anything that, big of a deal uh i'm going to run for like precinct precinct committee person uh uh for the delegation for two, uh 2020 okay and so i'm filing my official paperwork on january 8th okay so yeah to get myself on the ballot and shouldn't be a problem uh getting that so okay so what um what what does that entail? Like a precinct, um, is this to do with um, elections, or is this is this actually like a government position? Or uh, it has to do with uh, getting the delegation for the uh, state Democrats and sending uh, delegates to the National Democratic Convention. Uh, when is when is that again? I'm trying to think. <sighs> I'm not actually going to the national one, but I'm helping pick someone to get to go to that one. But our state delegation meets in June. And it's also helping to select who's going to be down ballot as far as like the local and state races here. Oh, wow. So, uh, I mean, it's something. I mean, it's it's a voice. Well, and just like Stephanie said, you know, we, we all have to start small, you know, yeah. to work up. I mean, if this gets you started and eventually, you know, it's going to be, you know, announcing the new president of the United States, Bridget Fitch, I'd be all over that. <laughs> I don't know that it would, it would come from that, but from, you know, the position that I'm running for now, I've had friends of mine end up uh, getting elected to the city council, um, had one that almost wound up as governor, but wow, it didn't quite work out. Yeah. But you have to start somewhere. That That is really cool, though. I th I think that's – it's definitely something. Uh, and, I, you know, I don't mean to uh, – I'm actually mm -hmm. stumbling over my words here. I am fully caffeinated, and yet I'm having trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I brewed a pot of coffee. Sitting this at home complaining and crying in my beer because nothing's happening. Well, e exactly. And I think while you were talking there, I was just seeing, you know um, – you know, Bridget Fitch for city council. And then your, your slogan, fuck Mike Pence, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, in some parts of the state that might actually play very well. 
It depends. Yeah. <laughs> Down here in my county, that would that would work. Yeah, I, I don't think that would actually be a probably a good choice for a uh, for a state for a slogan though, um, unless you want to turn a few people on their ear. I mean, not statewide, but for the city uh, city county council, it'd probably work because <laughs> my, my county has tendency to run kind of blue. Yeah. Well, I, I mean that that's good though. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's actually what I was what I was getting at. Like you said about crying people's beer. Like we've got a lot of armchair activists, and admittedly, I'm one of them. Yeah. You know, I barely say more than two lines. You know, on Facebook, ever so often. Although I did just I, I did give out a big one earlier today. Uh, and it's largely because. Me personally, I think I trip on, a, I think I'm actually tap dancing on a bit of a minefield um, just because of the communities I'm in. Like I'm in a very, you know, I, I do participate with the atheist community, so to mm -hmm. speak. I'm more of a skeptic, um, but I know that I don't lean quite as far left as a lot of them. So I right. really, I, I really do tend to watch what I say just because these days, if you look at some people who lean left, if you look at them the wrong way, you just give them like the wrong, wrong kind of gaze, they explode on you. Oh, and yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to do that. I mean, you know, I, I'm all one for having a rational discussion. And if you can, if you can present to me, you know, good points, well thought out points, I'd even dare say peer reviewed points at some, you know, I, I'm okay to listen, but if you're just going to sit there and balk at me or bray at me or re at me, if you will, mm -hmm. um, we're not going to have a very good conversation. I'm just saying. And is, is extremely conservative. Um, yeah. and saying that, that, that we're kind of, uh, not so conservative in the County that I live in is not saying very much. It's probably saying that we're about as, um, uh, liberal as Alberta. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's um <laughs> I, I'm not, not entirely Indiana, sure. What, but for uh, Indiana it's it's yeah, considered not all that conservative. Yeah. I mean um, standards, but it's nothing like Chicago. Yeah. Um, compared or, to a place like uh like Ontario or or Tirana as as we uh call it. Um yeah. you know, Alberta seem does seem to be considered quite conservative, quite redneck, but I I would beg to differ with that. Um I'd say we're a lot more centrist mm -hmm. in that respect. Um, we, we do have a bit more of a rural feel to some of our politics, um, which is where a lot of sort of the conservatism comes from because, you know, that's where a lot of it originates. You mm -hmm. know, a lot of that, you know, keep things small, keep things contained, manageable is the big thing. Um, well, I'm not entirely sure. Lost that. What's that? We have completely lost that. Yeah. And yeah, I this mean, is US a, has. The yeah. conservatives here do not conserve anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And th this is a terrible segue, but uh, we are joined by a person who is probably not in the middle of the swamp, but can probably see it from there. Uh, Unreal Tech. Good morning. Hey, Tech. It's morning. It is morning. Good. It is morning. <laughs> it is morning. And it's no longer 2019 which could be good or bad. Because I can look on it. Mm. Yeah, Mine didn't but... start off so great. Oh, another. Mm. 
No, got a family member in a hospital. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I'm sorry. And, and here, here's an interesting observation. When it in the ER, as well as graduating from ER to hospitalization, mm-hmm. which you know is usually a good thing, especially if you're getting treatments and all that fun stuff. Yep. They have to ask lots of questions, um, because so many departments don't have their data cross the streams due to HIPAA regulations and a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They constantly have to ask the same things over and over again. Date of birth, name, medical history for confirmation of what was reported before, you know, confirmation of medicine taken. So the hospital that my family member is in is very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, had we gone the other direction in town, the hospital over in the opposite direction has a very bad reputation mm. yeah so you know yay, yay yay on that respect but one of the questions that every single person asked that when it came to questioning of the background uh stuff and i'm not going to give anything away here that i shouldn't but this one this one was kind of interesting because i watched the expressions of the uh, one was a nurse practitioner. One was the nurse uh, for the floor for the room. And I forget who the other one was. And they all had to ask a question. Do you have any religious opposition to blood transfusion or any mm-hmm. religious beliefs that would oppose uh, the or, uh, would interfere with the necessity for life-saving fluids? however they worded it yeah and i could see each one kind of try to hide a cringe when they were asking the question and a look of relief when the answer was no why because regardless of the fact that some people in my family are religious we're not stupid <laughs> well i can actually I, I can actually speak to that a little bit um Going back a couple of years, uh, my first hospital stay, uh, the, the first of the series, because honestly, it, it, it felt like an anthology for a little while there. Uh, the first time I was in the hospital, they actually asked me the same question. Do you have any, you know, do, do you want to be visited by a minister? Do you have any particular religious beliefs or whatever? And of course, by that time, I was like well and truly part of the crap crew, um, you know, and we were, you know, you know, burn the evangelicals. We, we were that kind of uh, crowd back then. You remember, you know, our, our salad days. Or, no, our, our our golden years. If you can. Call oh, it. I don't need to. Say, I don't need. I don't even need to say burn the evangel evangelicals. People are looking around at Trump, going, "Wait, the evangelicals support him?" I was like, "Yeah, look at the latest megachurch uh, trying to do a a party to call together to support Trump, which Ooh. is illegal." Yeah, no kidding. And yeah, so um, big time is illegal. It, is I mean, FFRF they are doing something about that. I I think it was the FRF or one of the other groups, but yeah, the there's FRF a call to ha- uh, the RS is being uh, people are demanding the RS IRS investigate. Good. Anyways, um, and of course they were they asked me the same questions, and of course I said no. Um, you know, I didn't have any of that. I didn't want any of that, and yet. In that one hospital that I was at, they actually did have a couple of wandering evangelicals. And 
I don't know if maybe things didn't get communicated to them properly or whatever, uh, but the fact that they were Lutheran kind of made me wonder, like, okay, did, you know, they, they knew that I was, I'm not sure how, because I don't think I told them, but yeah, they, they both worked for some, one of the Lutheran churches around, around here. And, you know, they were trying to offer me counseling and stuff like that. And I'm just like, dude, I've got an infection on my leg. It's got nothing to do with the fact that I also work with, you know, an atheist activist group. You know, I, I'm not being punished here. But so get uh, the hell out of my room. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and you, but this was this was kind of one thing though. Like I, I, I did not react violently to them. I just kind of went, you know what? Say what you're going to say and get out. Otherwise, you're going to keep coming back here thinking it's your mission to I don't know convert me or make me see the error of my ways. So, so you know what? Just come in, say your piece, and get out. Worst case, I will have some ammunition against you for next time, or I will be able to relate to my other friends and say, hey, guess what I had to deal with? You know? Um, I would have been so offended. I was. But again, at the same time, like, it's not like I could get up and walk out. My, my leg was oh, kind of in a bad place. And then the other time I was in there, I couldn't get more than 10 steps without, you know, gasping for air. So I, I was kind of pooched either way. You know, thankfully the place where I was in there for two months, they didn't have any of that. Now they, they did have a psychologist who came in and talked to me because I was losing my mind, yeah. but at least what she was doing was coming from a more scientific background and not from, do you want me to wheel you into the chapel? which was probably a good thing that she didn't ask because I know where the chapel is and it was a hell of a long ways away from my room. I've walked by that chapel a few times on the way to the pharmacy and yeah, that was, that thing would have been a hall. Just say I would have miraculously gotten up and like, I don't know, pimp slapped somebody for <laughs> that. Yeah. I think I would have too, but then I would have jarred loose the like two IVs I had in my arm at the time and they were, and they were having a hard enough time getting my veins as it was. I wouldn't have cared. I would have swung the Ivy pole at him. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see that now. I would ask, ask to talk to the hospital's legal department. Tell yeah. them you're being harassed and you're holding the hospital responsible for the harassment. Yeah. Watch how quickly the, those people get, you know, everybody gets moved away from your room. Yeah. I feel like I know Kung Fu, which is true. I do. And I'm also from the South and can open a can of whoop ass on you, which What's your preference? <laughs> of course. I, ass. I, I, I might also just open up my PDF version of the uh, 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 Satanic uh, uh, Bible and start reciting passages to them. Yeah. <laughs> and, tell, and, and then tell them, by the way, I'm also going to pray for your children tonight. <laughs> see, I'll see them in my dreams yeah. and communications with Lucifer. Yeah. Now to reiterate, if they were evangel, if they were evangel, because they would run. Yeah. Now, now yeah, again, now again to yeah, reiterate, the place where I spent that rather large chunk of my of my life uh, back in 2017, none of that happened. There, there, there was no, there was absolutely nothing religious except. My, one of my roommates and I had quite a few of them, um, they did bring in, uh, they did have their local, their, their own priest, I guess from their church who was leading them in prayer. Now, to be fair, 
To be fair. To be fair. This was the the young girl who had terminal cancer and her parents were uh-huh. freaking out. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, there, there's a time and a place to engage some, you know, to, to engage in some kind of debate about this. That was not one of those times. Yeah. You, you know, if, we, if, we've talked earlier exactly. about kicking the puppy. That, that, that is not, that is not the puppy That's you want to kick. Yeah. It's called having tact. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not going to go up to somebody and tell them like, look, your religious beliefs are wrong because of X, Y, and Z. Whether in the middle of having, I don't know, life-saving cancer surgery. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of the same for me with, um, you know, I mean, I, I dealt with a loss this year and I was, I mean, the, uh, the priest or the, the minister that, you know, presided over the funeral, she, she came to my hometown only a couple, three times a year, uh, you know, to hold services because there's not enough, there, there wasn't enough of a congregation at the church to justify her moving there permanently. And as my mom's health deteriorated, she would actually make personal visits to her home, you know, to, to talk or lead in service, whatever. And no one in my family is, is overly religious, but again, there's that tact. I mean, they, they actually, they don't know I do this and they don't know some of the other stuff I get into. So, you know, and it's, again, I, I'm at a church attending my mom's funeral, hearing a lot of stuff and talking with a lot of people. And of course, you know, the, the whole God's thing comes up and ever whatever. And again, it, there's a time and a place and that's not it. No. And yeah, uh, just like Felix said, uh, there is such a thing as tolerance in the name of comfort. And boy, am I, I've, I learned that one a lot in these past couple of years. You know, there was, um, you know, there's a lot of people doing a lot of, um, a, a lot of YouTubers anyway, that are doing a lot of these, you know, best of, or highlights from this past year. Like I, I think subverse news did a, um, coverage of all the protests that they actually were on the ground for around the world, like Hong Kong, France, etc. Um, one guy, the Russian badger, he did the best of his 2019 gameplay videos, which is honestly, that is fricking hilarious. Just better, 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 better mushroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the way, um, honestly, the, the way badger does like he does these let's plays. They're part game, part game review, part streaming, part let's play of different games. And he always brings on like a, a crew of three or four other people to do these multiplayer games and they have a blast. And then of course he takes the video, he edits the hell out of it, uh-huh. throws in comments or quips or whatever. Look, I, th- a lot of these multiplayer PVP games, I don't, I don't play and I never will, but watching some of these highlight reels, I am just dying from laughing so hard, especially what this guy gets up to. Like his, his, he has two Warhammer 40 K videos out there. They are just, they're absolutely hilarious. But to my point, <laughs> um, one guy I follow is a, he's a gentleman by the name of wizard of cause. Uh, he actually did his decade in review 
you know, kind of talking about where his life has been in the past, uh, 10 years. Yeah. And that really got me to thinking about, uh, my own sort of decade in review. And I just looking back and I'm just thinking to myself, like considering where I started and where I am now, damn, what a ride. <laughs> That's all I could really say. You know, I, at the beginning of this decade, I was like newly divorced, living with, uh, four other guys in a big house, um, trying to figure out, okay, what, what the hell am I going to do with my life? And now here I am 10 years later, um, another failed relationship under my belt. One that I'm, you know, I'm currently in a relationship. I finally got my own place. I got a decent job. You know, th things are not perfect, but they're a hell of a lot better than they were. And yeah, it was just weird to, to just stop and think for a moment and go like, wow, a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could say that my decade started out a lot better and it ended up kind of crappy. <laughs> <laughs> I went backwards. I'm making less money. This was making less money. And now, and now you're running for a political position. So yeah, I guess you finally decided to say, you know what? Screw this. I'm, I'm doing something about it. <laughs> I'm do what I can. I wish you the best. I really do. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, I should, you know, do okay here. I mean, it's, you know, not that big of a town. You know, speak, speaking of political stuff, um, there was a young man that I used to know. Uh, that I used to converse with on a semi-week, uh, mo mostly weekly basis, because he worked at a coffee coffee shop I like to frequent. I'm not mm -hmm. going to name the place. I'm not going to name the guy. And very young gentleman, and uh, definitely played for the same team, uh, as the saying goes. Okay. And he and I got talking about. Uh, back in 2018 and the very beginning of 2019 of the crap that was going on in the world. And he was making play for political office. He got into the political office. And it's a very low-level office. And I asked him, I said, so what are you going to do now, you know, once you get into that low-level office? Is that where you plan on staying? He goes, oh, hell no. I'm going to work my way up and I'm going to bring people with me who want to make it so that people can love whoever they want to love, as long as it's a consenting adult, that um, anybody has the right to marry anybody, that's a consenting adult, that we don't just go out and say, sorry, uh, my religion trumps your rights, but you know, everybody has the right to their religion. And so on and so forth. A lot of the stuff that we talk about being reasonable. This man was the epitome of, of reasonable for such a young man. And all I could think to myself is, I really hope that politics does not jade this young man. That he stays true to this idea and this ideal through his entire life. Because we damn well need more like that. I fully agree with that statement, actually. <laughs> um, have you have you talked to the guy recently, or um, did uh, he kind of disappear? No. Or 
no, he's still in his office. Um, he's still doing politic things, uh, political things. But uh, I don't reach out um, because the minor office that he's in right now does not affect the area that I live personally. Oh, so I he's see. He's not one of my representatives. Um, he just happened to work in a coffee shop that happened to be nearby where he, the area he works in. Oh, I see. Yeah, all that typing. I just added a comment on the in our general chat. Okay, <laughs> wow, that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, I can never run for politics. Not after this uh, web YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know if Evan could have or would have. You know, in, uh, in my position, but he was he was good at it. Uh, Likable. He was charismatic. That's he that's the thing about like um, BFFs. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about the net and, you know, this, the preservation of everything, you know, back in the day, if, you know, if someone said something about you and you stood up and owned it and said, you know what? Yeah, I, oh God, Dennis Miller had a perfect one for this about uh, Bill Clinton. Says, yeah, I inhaled and I drank the effing bong water as well. What are you going to do about it? You know, <laughs> but, but the thing is, if you stood up and owned your flower or whatever and said, okay, you know what? I acknowledge my past, but look at what I've done since I've, I've done the road to redemption. These days that doesn't work because, you know, a YouTube video or an offhand comment that's caught on video or, you know, some jag off with a cell phone just happens to catch you having a really bad day, which let's face it, it happens, you know, that stuff stays forever. And you know, they, they want it to go viral. They'll chop it up and cut it out and take it out of context so they can get dim clicks and dim likes and to hell with you. And mm -hmm. then 10 years later, you're trying to do something good. And suddenly one of these reries opens up um, a website and sees, Oh, look, so-and-so made this comment 10 years ago. Yeah, who, exactly. who, who cares if he's rescued 50 children from a burning building, uh, in, in the past year, he's evil. And it's like, yeah. no, and no matter what you do, if you apologize, well, you can't apologize enough. If you don't apologize, well, then you're, uh, you know, insert the ist or phobe of the week insult uh, into your label. I'm just going to put a link here. There you go. I'll tell you everything you want to know about, dude. Uh, and actually, just like uh, Beth said, uh, a former guest requests that a, a video be removed as it was allegedly affecting their new career. Yeah, I saw that. And, and it's like, okay, I, I can kind of understand where, you know, like, like myself, being, being on a show like this and then going down to a place, you know, uh, somewhere in the Bible belt or, or somewhere where it's religious and people would see some of the stuff I've said. Yeah. They'd probably be a little ticked off and I'd probably have to, I don't know, do something like do some serious damage control. Or if we're all rational, just say, look, this is what I believe. This is what I think of a lot of the BS that's going on down there, but I am still a professional. I am still, you know, a skilled worker at this job and I'm capable of doing all of this. Are you professional enough to separate, you know, your, your, your beliefs from what we're going to do here? 
I mean, and that's actually one of the things they talk about um, when we do travel is, you know, don't initiate conversations about politics or religion or, or anything. And if someone on site starts talking about that, try to remain as neutral as possible. And I've, I've actually ended up in a couple of conversations like that where they've asked me like, are you religious? And I, and I just say, well, and all I tell them is I'm Lutheran. And that's the, the matter drops right after that. You know, they, they can wax philosophical about whatever. And again, I'll sit there and I'll listen, but I'm not going to engage on anything about this. I mean, I was in San Francisco not too long ago and once in a while, you know, the odd Trumpism came up. Remember what I said before about tap dancing on a minefield? <laughs> Yeah. I just like, yep. Uh-huh. Tell you what, I'm going to be out of here in a couple of days. So let's just keep it friendly. Shall we? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you'll remember when I first started the show so many years ago, gosh, yeah. what, four, I think it's been four years. Uh, the yeah. place I was working at at that time, um, if they had known I was doing the show, then I would no longer have been employed there. Well, um, Bridget, I don't know if you were, if you were here when, when heretic woman first started on this show, were you, were you mm -hmm. here for that? Mm -mm. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll never it's forget her fault that I got here. She brought me on. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> I remember, and we can actually go back. I don't know the number of the episode off the top of my head, but I remember she actually showed up on the show with a black wig, a big, almost like a, like a masquerade, uh, mask, like the kind you'd see at a fancy ball or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like she did everything she could to conceal her identity for the, for the same reason that if anybody ever found out at, oh, okay. And Beth is even saying, even on, uh, even on beyond the trailer park, I, I guess she wore the mask, but eventually she just dropped it all and said, yeah, screw it. I, I can't remember what the turning point was, but I think it was the next week is when we finally saw, she finally dropped the mask and everything. Hmm. But it, it is kind of too bad that, um, you know, for, for, for shows like this and where, you know, like, well, at least down in the States, you know, you're exercising like you're exercising, uh, your, your right to, to free speech or that, you know, that government can't, can't force you to, to do or say anything, but then to actually yeah. have to live in that kind of fear or whatever. And I mean, well, yeah, fear, if, it, was, it was more than just a fear though. It was actual, a law was passed to where they could do that. Um, thank you. Fuck you, Mike Pence, because he passed that law. Hmm. And I had, and Beth will probably remember because I had come on, you know, to their show to talk about what they were passing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was some kind of, you know, re religious restoration act or some bullshit. Uh, but what it came down to was any kind of, uh, religiously owned entity, which could be like a Catholic hospital system, a school, anything like that could require not only their employees to follow the precepts of 
their religion, but it also extended out to government contractors, um, your utilities providers, all of them would also have to abide by the precepts of that religion, which was way overreaching. Yeah, that's, I don't see how you could require government contractors to do that, but that's the way that the law was written. Well, and one thing about this show, bullshit. yeah, like one thing about the show that's really given me some insight is this whole um, thing about states' rights down in the U.S. I we don't we have something kind of like that up here in Canada, but for the most part, um, you know the. the we do follow sort of federal law in a lot of things. We, we have some provincial laws, but they're not quite as, um, like I, I get the feeling that the, the fed can issue a law for the entire country down there, but then one state can go, uh, uh, I'm invoking state's rights and screw you in mm-hmm. a lot of cases. And, and one of that was one of the like big educational points I got about, uh, you know, differences between the U S and Canada in that respect is that we don't have that. I think we have something like that, but it's not quite as rigid, mm-hmm. you know, or either that or we're just a lot more easygoing. I don't know. <laughs> you're nice or you're polite. Yeah. Until you get us on the ice and you know, well, it, hockey is serious. I, I was going to say, be, beware, beware a Canadian who drops their gloves. Cause you're in for an ass kicking. I'm just saying. But one one thing that stuck out in my mind though was when that referral was first passed. Now it did get walked back some because you know um, we had lost millions of dollars in the state and people were boycotting and things like that. Mm-hmm. But before it got walked back, I actually had a team lead tell me, and you know she did not like my you know lack of religion or anything she didn't even know what i was i just kept it to myself but she was pentecostal and basically believed that if you were not a pentecostal you were going to hell and all this other stuff and so she felt free telling me on a conference call with other people involved that i was going to hell because you know i was not you know, blessed of the spirit and, you know, speaking in tongues and all this other crap. I was going to, I was going to say the, these are the same people that try to speak to you in a language that sounds like you just put an electrified uh, live wire up their ass. Right. And she would issue it. If something happened and we got off work two hours early, then she would start speaking in tongues. And I was like, what the oh. Cut the shit out? You were such a poser. Um, <laughs> poser. Poser. But yeah, I felt, felt free the week after this law was passed that she could tell me that I was going to burn in hell. And so was my daughter and I could not do anything, but just stand there with my jaw hanging on the floor and I couldn't say anything. She helped write my evaluations and, uh, I couldn't say anything back. Mm. I was not allowed to, if I wanted to keep my job. Yeah. And then after that got dialed back, then she started acting all apologetic stuff. And it's like, no, you done burned that bridge. I worked with you for 11 years. Fuck you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Now I know what you really thought about me all this time. (laughs) You know, she just felt she was free to say so. Yeah. And for a couple of weeks, she was. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been, I've been fortunate in that I've only ever really dealt with, I can actually count how many very religious people I've, I've ever dealt with on like one hand. 
Uh, one of them was a very, um, she was a good friend of the family and I didn't really know that she was like that until one day I'm, we were at church and of course, after the service, we have the, the coffee or, you know, they call it the fellowship, which yeah. was my excuse as a, as a then kid to be able to drink coffee because my parents would never let me drink it at home. Uh, which would probably explain my current addiction, but that's another story entirely. Anyway, so I was sitting with, with my parents and, uh, she came up and talked, was talking and apparently her husband was actually had to work that day. So she starts talking and all of a sudden I start hearing, you know, the, the, the praise the Lord or God's will now, mm-hmm. now, but, but the thing is to hear that in a conversation in, you know, what I considered to be a, a typical Lutheran church, I thought, okay, you're kind of skirting the line of crazy there, lady. This was actually what I was thinking is that, okay, you're, you're getting a little off the deep end. Um, ran into her at uh, mom's funeral and thankfully she kept a lot of that toned down because I, uh, like I told one of my other friends there, I said, I'm sorry, you're not really seeing me at my best. Yeah. But, um, the other two people I ran into were actually out here and they were representatives of a church that was called, um, victory cornerstone. I've mentioned these guys before. These are those nut bars that, you know, somebody like Seth Andrews would talk about, you know, the, are they they like the four, four square gospel, whatever that is, uh, possibly, these, these guys are, they don't have a church of their own. Like they're not, um, uh, I want to say accredited, but that's that I think I'm using the wrong term. Uh, they're, they're not any one particular denomination. Uh They're ministers. Yeah. Their ministers are not ordained. They're not seminary trained or whatever. They're just loud mouths with the gift of the gab. You Mm -hmm. know, not that we know anybody like that. I got the calling. <laughs> exactly. That, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and again, when I first met these guys, uh, we were at that service as uh, favors to a friend. This was me and my, my wife at the time. Uh, these friends of ours uh, were going to this church and instead of a baptism, they were doing a, what's called a presentation of their baby, which I guess, again, because they couldn't baptize for whatever reason. Um, I, you know, now that I think about it, I wonder if communion was, uh, orange crush and potato chips. I, I, I don't know. We, <laughs> uh, but, but after the service, uh, we ended up talking to the, to the pastor and I use that term loosely. And again, it, it got into that whole, you know, well, praise the Lord, praise Jesus. Thank you, God. I'm like, Oh my God, get me out of here. Like I just kept yeah. looking at my wife like, can we go now, please? Otherwise, I'm going to smack me a bitch. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. It was just, oh. I had a bunch of Pentecostals on my mom's side of the family, and they oh. were interesting. Of course, they all thought we were going to hell because we wore makeup. <gasps> yeah. I <laughs> Actually, I think my, my sister, I think his, her first husband was part of the Pentecostal family. Um, 
just correct me if I'm wrong. The, these are the ones where the, the, the women can't cut their hair and the men have to keep their hair short and there's all these yeah. other weird rules and stuff. And I have to wear dresses, can't wear pants, don't wear makeup. Okay. And segregated men on one side, women on the other. Yeah. Okay. And I guess they were Pentecostal then. Because uh, I just remember hearing about some of these rules. I'm just like, and, and again, my naive mind at the time was thinking to myself, they're fucked up. Or that is so fucked up. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you want to wear your hair short, like, you know, and of course, I, I hadn't heard the story of Samson at the time. And I thought, okay, does that, so were they trying to channel Samson for the women, for, you know, strong female lead or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like I said, it just, my well, mind the, got the, twisted in so many different directions at that point. Well, I think their point was that the hair is the woman's crowning glory and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but as someone who was married to a woman who liked to have her hair long and who was in a relationship with another woman who liked to have her hair long and having to listen to the complaints of about having long hair, I just don't really understand. Like, okay, fine, it's it's your crown. It, it, it's your thing. Then can you stop complaining about how much it costs to get it washed and shit? Yeah. <laughs> You know, my, my ex-wife it can get really heavy too. Oh, I, I can imagine, you know, my, um, if my hair too gets too long. I get, you know, get tension headaches from it because it just, it's, uh, I have such thick hair that it pulls on the you know muscles of my scalp. I can't have really long hair. It's painful. Wow. I, I don't think I've ever heard that before, but I mean, I've, I've got pretty thick hair too. Uh, mind you, I never let it go. I never get let it get well, it's very long. Well, probably never got down your waist, though. No, no, definitely not. Um, I have a hard enough time. Uh, I have a hard enough time not looking like you know one of the Beatles after <laughs> <laughs> after letting it go for too long. Uh. Yeah, I used to have hair down to my waist, and then I went from that to like shaving almost all of it off. Just <laughs> jeez, it felt so much better. Oh, I can imagine. Oh, wow. We actually got into talking. <laughs> Way sidetracked. Well, not really. I, I mean, we did kind of reminisce a little bit about, you know, things that have happened in the past little while. Um, you know, over the past few years, you know, talking about, about Deb and, you know, some of the other things that have happened to us on, while we've been on the show and. Yeah. I don't know. Th- thinking about looking forward now, I mean, you're, you're running for a public office. Let, let's just call it that. Um, I'm going on ballot. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'd vote for you if I could. Yeah. And, and that's a sad, sad thing is a lot of my coworkers probably would too, except they're not in my district. So they can't, <laughs> but that's because of where I live. You know, they don't live out where I live, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh Oh, ah, okay. Um, we're just, uh, I'm just working on getting a, uh, Joseph just popped in. So I'm going to, uh, Hi, Joseph and he can talk about Notre Dame yeah. burning. That was a big thing last year. Okay. Let's see if I can, so we can add him to the call here. Talk about anything burning right now with Australia. Well, oh, know, yeah, right? that's, that's ongoing. That started last year and it's still ongoing, but yeah. the Notre Dame thing was pretty memorable. Okay. 
Okay, so now uh, just bring in Joseph in. Good morning. Bonjour. Good morning. Okay, so just give me a second. Where, where I'm at, you know, bonsoir or <laughs> bonne nuit. <laughs> uh, bonjour, it's early in the morning. Yeah, c'est matin. <laughs> c'est le matin, c'est très tôt le matin. What you said? <laughs> no, I'm I think we got to figure it out here. There we go. All right. <laughs> are we live? We are live. We've yeah. been live for oh, almost an hour now. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I'm late. No, no, no. No worries, man. Um, yeah, we just been sort of, you know, reminiscing a little bit. Oh, about? Well, just you know, it's been. Here it is, the first show of the new year. We were kind of looking back on last year, thinking to ourselves, what the fuck happened? Uh, oh, yeah. And yeah, we just started uh, waxing a little, uh, I don't know, not really waxing poetic because I can't rhyme for shit. Um, but, uh, and I don't know if you, I don't know if you know this, Joseph, apparently Bridget is getting into politics. Yeah. Oh. In, in, in what, uh, well, you probably, okay. Um, I'm running she's for, learning to for, suck blood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pre, uh, precinct committee and uh, state delegate and all that stuff. Okay. Well, I'll be waving pom-poms from here in France. <laughs> I have to go file my paperwork January 8th. So, yeah. And you see, look at that, Bridget. You, you now have officially... Not just an international cheering committee. You've got an intercontinental cheering committee. With you know, pom-poms. Yes, with pom-poms. So the rest of your opponents can just stuff it, you know? <laughs> and if we, and, and, and if we uh, attach a rocket to his back, it'll be intercontinental uh, ballistic, uh, in, uh, intercontinental ballistic support. Oh, there, there it is. I can just see BuzzFeed now. Bridget Fitch, the intercontinental ballistic rise to glory. <laughs> with pom poms. <laughs> with prune juice, it'll be. Uh, oh, come on now. <laughs> Let's not get into chemical warfare here, dude. <laughs> well, you know that it is organic. Right. Oh. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, if uh. I can fly over a few fields, I can do some crop fertilization. Oh. Yeah, see, he look, he's offering to be useful. Wow. We we went from talking about the good old days to basically toilet humor. Hello. Poop jokes. <laughs> hey, poop jokes are funny. Oh. It gives a whole oh. new meaning to eau de toilette. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently she can give as good as she gets. Of course, we all knew that. <laughs> I've been practicing my French, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and hey, um, uh, Beth, if you're still listening, uh, if you're heading out, have a good night. TDTF, I see you there. Uh, wa- welcome to the madhouse. <laughs> uh, you, so you know, what was 2019 for you? Uh, well, for me, it if was... Could, if you could sum it up in one phrase. Uh, mulligan? Trump. I want a do-over? Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I mean... 
well, for me, there was, there was, there were some gains, but there were a couple of, you know, fairly deep personal losses that I just assume not have to deal with, but you know, stuff happens. Um, yeah. I don't know if you looked at my Facebook feed, but, uh, I summed it up in one image. I don't know if I can share it here. Uh, I haven't seen it, but midgets. Yeah, I'll need to see it. I was going to say dumpster fire, but that's more of an American thing. Midgets. Well, okay, I'll try to share it here. Midgets dancing around a dumpster fire? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, for any first time listeners, have you thought I was politically correct? Oh boy, were you sad. (laughs) Who the hell's been feeding you them lies? Flaming catapulted incontinent midgets. (laughs) Maybe. Okay, again, we're getting back into this. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I I had something in 2019. It was both a loss and a gain. Okay. At the same time. Uh, I mean, it was a huge loss when we lost the heretic woman. Yeah, that yeah. was I mean, massive. That was, that, was, that was very massive. That was personally you know, devastating, I think, to all of us. But I took it really, really hard because mm-hmm. she had been you know, a really good friend of mine. Um, but I turned that opportunity into a chance to actually go up to <clears throat> Kitchener and, you know, uh, meet her common law husband, fiance. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you would like to refer him to and her niece and got to spend a week with them. And, you know, so I, I lost a friend and gained two. And... I'm really glad that I got to go make that trip. You know? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, uh, definitely Joseph, that, uh, that about sums it up. Uh, was your 2019 <laughs> me, uh, a very blood covered person smoking on a cigarette. And I could just, I, I could just think what the, uh, what, what the caption was. Oh, speaking of which. So, um, at work, we do a, a gift exchange, like a Chinese auction, they call it. So uh-huh. we, we all buy gifts that are, would be suitable for everybody. <clears throat> and then, you know, we, we pick the ones we want. We can steal from others, whatever. What I gave them this year was, uh, it was a card game. And I swear it could have been made by the same guys that did Cards Against Humanity. It's called, what, oh, no. it's called, What Do You Meme? <laughs> I have seen that game. Yeah. It, it's so apparently you've got like, picture cards and then you have to caption it with, you know, the cards in your hand. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. Um, honestly, I wish I'd bought it for myself as well, but then again, I, I, you know, I've got, I have the bigger blacker box of cards against humanity. I'm looking at it right now. I don't think it's, I don't think I've actually ever used these cards because every time I go to a party and I bring that with me, five other people have brought their decks. (laughs) Because we all have sick and twisted senses of humor and we all end up laughing our asses off uh, by the end of the night. Although, I don't know if you guys have seen this on Facebook, uh, one of the ads, Cards Against Star Wars. What do they have against Star Wars? No, 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 no. Okay, one of the examples was... After the Battle of Endor, the rebels celebrated the, the destruction of the Death Star by blank. And one of the cards was getting an erection in a suit of Stormtrooper armor. <laughs> Ow. 
out. I'm like, I must have this game. <laughs> I just can't that afford it right now. <laughs> painful. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're into that whole chesty thing, getting an erection in that suit of armor might actually work for you. Oh, Jesus. Ouch. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, you know, don't judge others. You're right. You're right. I, I, that sounds awfully confining. We, we should not kink shame, folks. That That is not a bad, that, that is not a good, nice thing to do. You, you should never really shame anybody. Uh, who's into things that you might find skin crawlingly bad. Hey, as long as it's between consenting adults and not physically, you know, uh, illegal. I suppose. Yeah. Let let it go. (laughs) Let it go. Let it go. Can't hold it back. Well, if you're in a tight suit of armor, you can hold it back. (laughs) Well, isn't that part of the appeal of it? You know, the, the whole denial thing? Just saying. Yeah, and then you peel off the armor. And, uh, you know. oh. Why is the armor sticky? My mind, is, my mind is going to really bad places. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and here I was worried that we wouldn't have anything to talk about. I had actually had brought up a, um, I'd brought up a website. I was talking to Bridget about this. Um, Tonight I started a new, uh, I don't know if you could call it, well, it was a new gig, uh, in second life. Like you guys know that Shujin does uh, DJ shows mm-hmm. or he DJs, uh, shows in second life, uh, <laughs> almost every night now. <clears throat> I'm actually getting up there in terms of uh, count as well. I, I, I just started one tonight. Um, and I nicknamed it, uh, Saturday night, second live. Because Saturday night, right? Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to try to do a little bit of not exactly Saturday night uh, comedy because I, I can't do solo sketches yet. But, you know, some music, uh, maybe a, a funny commercial or a parody commercial, and then followed by the weekend update. You know, if you guys are, f- if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Saturday Night Live, you know what I'm talking about. I- except yeah. I try to make my stuff a little bit funnier. You know, SNL's kind of forgotten that, so I'm, I'm trying to bring it back. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. So, like, someone threw at me uh, the 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 homepage for the Darwin Awards. So I'm going to be leaning pretty heavily on that one because even though you could, well, and you could be looking at stuff that's you know years old. Those are so funny though. But shit like that is, and it's funny. timeless. You know, a, a story about somebody using a double-barreled shotgun as a club on the windshield of a car and subsequently blowing themselves in half, it doesn't ha- matter if it happened in 1999 or yesterday. That's still pretty doofus. Uh, yeah, the person is still a dumbass <laughs> for, for, for doing that, you know? But yeah, I, I did bring up a site. Um, it was like the, the, the top 40 funniest headlines of all time. And again, I was thinking of bringing it up, but we've actually been talking so much here. Um, I did want to have a couple of them though. I'll just read them off though. I won't, uh, I won't switch the screen over and I'll, I'll put a link to it in the, in the notes too. Cause I think some of these would just, you would have way too much fun with it. Oh, I would. Well, like <laughs> I love Park, So I know that I would. Yeah. So, so this is from a website. It's called board Panda. And the f- yes. Yeah, and, and number one, homicide victims rarely talk to police. 
<laughs> or number two. Or, or, or number two. We hate math, say four in ten. A majority of Americans. We'll just let that one sink in a little bit. <laughs> or breathing oxygen linked to staying alive. Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after age 25. <laughs> and the last one I'm going to do, uh, China may be using C to hide its submarines. You know, sometimes okay. the jokes just write themselves. Yeah, buddy. How do people like this get jobs? I don't understand. <laughs> I honestly don't know. But they do. Yeah. Um, and one of the other ones, I think there was one that um, somebody posted on our Discord link about the uh, about the school. Uh, let me let me see if I've got it here. Is this it? No, that's not it. I've got so many browsers open right now. It's not even funny. Now, not as bad as, as Heretic Woman ever got, but, you know, I would definitely say a close... Uh, no, I'm not even a close second. You, you can still count the number of tabs I have on one hand. Oh, well. Yeah, I, I know, right? I, I'm, I'm working on it. Uh, no, this was one that... Um, I think Shujin posted this about uh, school places, the Satanic Temple, seven tenants in a classroom. Mm. And, oh, it, yeah. and it had to do with a debate. I guess. And I, I missed that show that we did of this one. Um, like, didn't we, didn't you guys do a show once, uh, comparing the 10 commandments to the, to the seven tenants? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah we did. Okay. Yeah. I think and it was asking which one would be more moral. Yeah. And apparently this school allegedly had that debate. Sweet. Uh, I'm just thinking here. <clears throat> Let's see. Yeah, so so I guess a couple of weeks ago, this classroom voted on a subject to debate. Um, and many people suspected a certain person behind the vote. Um, let's see. Yeah, it was an Oxford-style debate against the Ten Commandments and the Tenants. And apparently the, the tenants won. <laughs> I'll look at, and, oh, actually, where, where was this school? Um, oh, Massachusetts. So this, oh my God, this actually happened at MIT. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it, sorry, it wasn't MIT, but it was uh, East Middle School, uh, seventh grade social studies class. How the hell did you get MIT out of that? Well, no, because the the opening of the article said it was home to to Harvard and MIT. So I'm like, oh wow! And then you know, again, but I blame the fact. Need them to do that though. Yeah, I blame the fact that I only had one pot of coffee today. Okay, don't judge well, me. Well, you you need to. Yes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I was just reading over the uh, the tenants uh, to review them and. 
I, I have to admit, I kind of like the, um, I like the way they go with this. There actually is this. Yeah. Here. Oh yeah. So, so they actually now have the seven tenants of the temple displayed in the classroom. The hat's pretty cool. Yeah. Although, I like uh, it. but, but Chujin did put a, uh, he, he put an interesting thing up about that. Um, because the students asked for it, would that still be a violation according to, you know, FFRF or. Um. Actually it, it wouldn't though, because it wasn't mandated that it be done. Like, like the, yeah. wasn't like the school didn't say that you must have this. The students just said, Hey, we want this. So it was, it was a matter of choice, I would think. Well, I mean, there's nothing prohibiting student led things. I don't think. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I was thinking is that, um, I, I don't think it would, it wouldn't like, let's say if the, if the 10 commandments won and they put them up because it was just, and it's just in the classroom. It's not, um, it's not school wide. They're not like in that Kentucky school where they have to have that, uh, what was it in God we trust or whatever that they were mandating? Uh, yeah, but that has been mandated in several states now yeah. to the school. <clears throat> so I don't think this would relate to that because it's, um, because again, it was voluntary. It's not a law and maybe eventually they'll take it out. I think, I don't know. <laughs> Here's hoping for the next administration. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, we're already having problems with the In God We Trust license plates now to where if you don't want that, yeah. that is the default one. And if you want something different, you have to pay extra for it. Well, uh, or they're selling little well, stickers where you can cover up the In God We Trust on it, but you have to pay for the stickers. Jesus. Yeah. Well, I, not like that's being forced on you or anything. I was going to say, you got to kind of give them a nod for, you know, capitalism. You know, they're trying to make a buck off it at least, you know, if, well, if, if you object to it, yeah, trying yeah. to get money off of it, which is just horrible. I've got a customized license plate. So, uh, people around here call ones like mine, the atheist plates, <laughs> dressably, of course, you know, well, uh, of course, because you know, yeah. the, the, the scarlet letter a used to stand for adultery, but I think these days it's, it stands more for atheist these days. Oh yeah. Jeez. Oh. But since I don't have in God we trust on on my license plate, that makes me a horrible person. Yeah. Well, you know, when you think about it, it, it could work to your advantage. Because if you know someone talks to you about you know how they're going through life and how you know they're having a hard time, or whatever, you could just pat them on the shoulder. Like if you really don't like them, you can just pat them on the shoulder. I'll keep you in my prayers, which is about as, you know, that's what the level they would give. So, oh, yeah. you know, it kind of works both ways that way, I think. 
Just remember, behind every little bless their heart is a teeny <laughs> tiny F you. This is true. Thank you, yeah. Seth, for that one. <laughs> it's true. And I'm from the South. I can verify that it is true. Yep. Yeah, hypocrisy, thy name is religion. Near as I can tell. You know, it is kind of one sad thing about, um, like, you know, you've got like things on Facebook and YouTube, you know, if, if you go down sort of one rabbit hole, things kind of, they, they sort of tailor things to you and you, you almost forget some of the other places, some of the other, you know, videos you may have seen or other Facebook topics you may have seen. Uh-huh. I, I've really lost track of a lot of, uh, ones that I used to really laugh at, like, um, oh, there's one of the, the Utah outcasts. Have you ever seen those guys? Yeah, I've done their show too. Oh, okay. Well, cool. Um, yeah. I used to love on, you know, how they used to rag on Ken Ham all the time. I mean, I'll admit he is the softest of soft targets. Probably even softer so now. Probably even softer now due to all the wood rot that's probably settled in on that freaking ARC project of his. <laughs> because, you know, uh, apparently, um, you know, God, God mandated... Tyvek inner insulation and other forms of lighting, but he couldn't afford, you know, a couple of, a couple of hundred gallons of, you know, fricking Thompson's water seal for the outside. Yeah. You know, but, um, I I used to catch their videos like, you know, once or twice a week of them, you know, ragged on numbers and stuff. I haven't seen those guys in a long time. Like, are they, is it just because they've fallen off my algorithm or are they still around or? I don't know. Mm. I come to think of it, I haven't heard anything from them in a while either. Yeah, but the only one I really see these days is um, Bionic Dance. And then, of course, there's, you know, Beyond the Trailer Park. Yes, I'm doing a lot of shameless plugs for that show tonight, it seems. Um, yeah. Well, we're on hiatus until January 6th, and then we will be back. Oh, so Tuesday. <laughs> or, or is it January 5th? Or, Oh, sorry. Uh, Monday. Yeah, Monday, January yeah. 6th at 8.30 uh, p.m. Central, 9.30 Eastern. There you see. You got that out of the way so that I don't have to hound you for, <laughs> I don't have to hound you for the shameless plug at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm good that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Felix, um, I don't know if they're going to outlaw money uh, anytime soon. I mean... Hmm. And, and, and I find this very interesting. Um, one of the other things, again, because I'm a little more, you know, I, I do watch a few other things. But um, I, a couple of things that do get into my feed uh, are shows from The Daily Wire. Just because I, I watch a lot of political stuff and that just happens to fall into it. And, oh, you know, it, it, I find this so interesting is that they, they, they talk about the news, you know, they kind of go through the headlines and they give their own opinions, but then they start getting into things like family values and religion. I mean, the, the head of the daily wire is a devout, um, I won't exactly say he's an Orthodox Jew, but he's up there anyway. Like he, he actually wears the yarmulke when he's uh, broadcasting. Hmm. Yeah. Ben Shapiro. Yeah, if you you don't know the name yet, (laughs) but there are a couple of other shows in there. And and again, like I said, I actually listen more to it for the, just the news side, 
because even though they are of a very conservative bend, they are still very critical of the orange man. You know, they actually will call him out when he's acting like an idiot, believe it or not. But when they start, just what Fila said there about the outlawing money reminded me of the, um, reminded me of the whole, uh, in God we trust thing and that how these guys are actually still playing into it saying, well, it's on our money. Like, yeah, are you, who are, put it there well, when? Yeah, exactly. Who and when was it put there? They cleverly, uh, well, maybe the cleverly, maybe ignorantly, I don't know, but they leave that out. And it's like, I can actually call you on your bullshit right there, pal. So like I, I listened for about maybe the first 20 minutes, like, okay, now we're getting into the stuff that you're just apologize. It goes from news to apologetics. And at that point I just turn it off or I listen and just roll my eyes. If I don't, if I know I'm not going to get a headache from it. Uh, okay. And Stephanie's saying that, um, yeah, the Utah Outcast is still going strong. Okay, good. I'll, oh, uh, good, good. I'll, I'll have to reintroduce them to my feed. Um, again, I just, I, I like shows like that where you get, uh, you know, a couple of people talking and laughing. Uh, you know, I have, I have no idea where I get that kind of inspiration to want to listen to stuff like that or, you know, even participate. Uh, any of you guys have any ideas? I, I don't know. I mean, David Packman shows up in my feed quite a bit, but he mm -hmm. actually follows me on Twitter and I follow him. Oh. So maybe that's why cool. I don't know. <laughs> and he sent me a friend request on Facebook. So oh. I accepted it. Nice. But, but I'm not getting stuff from his personal page and I'm getting stuff from his, I guess his show page or whatever. Yeah. Well, probably but his stuff is pretty interesting. Um, I don't know that it's actually funny, but I mean, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely more of a, you yeah, know, he's it, on you know, current affair, you know, topics and things like oh, that. Oh yeah. I, I've, I've heard of him. I haven't, uh, I haven't listened to him yet, but I'll have to check him out. Yeah. He's got a nice, um, speaking voice. Yeah. You know, again, just as long as you can, you know, if you can present your argument without too many ad hominems and if I, if I can verify that what you're saying is true or what you're saying is as, as true as you can make it. Okay. But if yeah. I, if I start sniffing that there's a little bit of, you know, BS there, a little bit of, you know, apologetics or something like that. I'm sorry. You're going to lose me as a, as an audience member very, very fast. Yeah. Did you try listening to a couple of his episodes? Cause he's brought up. Just some different points that I'd never thought about and went, huh, those are actually really good points. Yeah. Or really good questions. <clears throat> actually, um, him and Tim Poole have had a couple of, well, they've had at least one uh, interview with each other. Mm -hmm. I watched part of it and uh, Tim says, you know, yeah, there are things I disagree with on him, but I still respect him. So, you know, yeah, maybe he's worth checking out. Yeah, I don't but think it would we would ever get a chance of having him on our show, but yeah, I mean, I like to listen to him though. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think that should be something we should look for uh, next year is to try to get more people. I know our time slots a little, a little eh, you know, um, especially for people out East. Cause I mean, right now it's 20 after one, yeah. uh, out in, out East and it's even, I was going to say it's even earlier for you, Joseph, but not so much. 
Well, not unless yeah. you have people that are coded <laughs> night owls, you know, that are up till four or five a.m. You know. And you know. Why are we on this time slot again? I don't know. Because Shijin wanted to run counter to coast to coast AM. Okay. The, that conspiracy show used to have Art Bell on it. Oh God, which I used to watch. I used to listen to that. Stuff. Yeah. Because when I when I used to deliver papers, I don't know if they weren't running that show live. I think it was like the the second recording or whatever. Uh huh. And I used to listen to that on AM radio when I was delivering newspapers. And because that was all that was on that light at night. Oh, and I used to listen to some of that. I was just like, what the entire hell am I listening yeah. to? It, it was yeah. like, That's where, why this time slot? <laughs> it's like, where is this shit coming from? Actually, that was something I found interesting. Um, you guys know uh, who George Robb is, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, yes. the Geologic Podcast. Uh, I don't know if he still does it, but yeah. Uh, well, no, I know he does it, but the podcast. Yeah, there was a there was a show called No Agenda, and it was run by a guy by the name of Adam Curry, who used to be a, an MTV uh, VJ back in the day. Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, but you see, um, for me, Curry's rise to fame was when he created Pod Show. Now, Podshow was one of the first free podcasting hosting services that both Shujin and I took advantage of back in the day. Uh, my original uh, version of Outcast and my other podcast I was doing was hosted there because I didn't have to pay anything for it. But then they switched to, they became another company called Mevio. And that, they, they changed a lot of their business formats. And eventually, uh, Shujin stuff and mine both got axed from it because we weren't multimedia. We weren't video. We weren't, video uh, video? Me, me video, uh, M E V I O. Oh, okay. All yeah. Right. Um, now one of the other things they also had as part of the thing was called the pod safe music network, which was people could upload their music and it could be played and advertised on podcasts without worrying about royalties or any of the other stuff. Um, and some, you know, even some big ticket artists would post some of their music for free so that people could, you know, uh, distribute it themselves. Um, and it was funny, uh, the Podsafe music network actually outlasted Mevio by about 10 years, I think. But anyways, um, Adam Curry used to do a show on his own hosting service called daily source code and it had nothing to do with computer programming. But a lot of, but a lot of good stuff, a lot of funny stuff, a lot of good music, but I could start hearing the, the tinfoil hat stuff starting to come through. And eventually he started this show called no agenda and it's total conspiracy theory stuff. Apparently it's, it's like completely off the wall area 51 aliens, all that stuff. And somehow George Robb's show ended up as part of no agenda. And it's kind of like, it's the, it's the rational nugget in this great big pile of conspiracy shit. I, I don't know if he still does it that I don't know if it's still part of it, but I, I remember him talking about that. And I thought that was hilarious. I have no idea where I was going with that. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it was because of the whole art bell thing. That's it. 
New Agenda sounds like a <clears throat> sounds like a good name for an annex show for No Illusions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there's a show I haven't listened to in a long time. Oh, I'm pretty faithful. Yeah. Out of my list of podcasts, it's one of the few. Oh, okay. Actually, Joseph, let me pick your brain on this one because there was a reason I kind of stopped and it was because it was, the show was suffering from the same thing that I think a lot of so-called atheist shows are suffering from. And that is. Which one? Uh, the scathing atheist. Oh, okay. Is that, yeah, yeah just. I, I kind of got, uh, I got tired of them like constantly dipping into politics. I mean, I understand that it's a big thing down there and I understand, I mean, <laughs> I watch, I watch what's going on from the outside and thankful that I'm on the outside, make no mistake. Mm -hmm. Um, but pretty soon it, it just sort of became to me, it became the, the scathing orange man, bad show. Uh, is it still, do, do they still dip a lot into that or have they... I don't know. I've never really listened to them that much. I mm. did used to listen to their Skeptocrat uh, podcast a few years yeah. ago. Well, and that one was political because it was supposed uh -huh. to be. It was supposed to be, yeah. yeah. But, you know, when a lot of that sort of bled over into the main show, which was, you know, where they were supposed to be doing dick jokes about Pope Francis and, and uh, Pat and, Robertson. You know. And screwing puppies. Uh, it, Puppy yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> A puppy rape. Well, it's Ugh. a mixed bag because they don't, you know, they do dabble in politics and okay, yeah. And well, I've kind of like gotten away from some of that but, stuff too and started listening to true crime. You, you remember, you have to remember, um, I'm over here in France and it's actually a good source of news, I mean, for what's going on in the U.S. for me. So, yeah, you know, you guys are probably hearing about it all the time anyway. Yeah, um, no, and that's a fair point. Yeah. I hadn't thought of that. Mm. But I am growing increasingly tired of people making fun of people. I don't know if that's... Um... Okay, when you say that, you mean like sort of the whole call-out firebrand type stuff? or No, like ha, ha, ha. Um I'd like to see people going down the rabbit holes a little farther, you know, just like, um, you know, Trump's doing stupid stuff. But I mean, um, Trump's in office for a reason. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, it's and basically it's, it's, um, at the source of everything is the, this, Sort of the sort of credulous state of society that allows shit like this to happen. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see the 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 spotlight turn a little more in that direction. So a, a little less kofefi, a little more. How did we get here? And how do we? Yeah, and more importantly, how do we fix it? Uh, real ah. answers only, please. Yeah, and Trump, Trump, and you know even the entire history of the Catholic church and you know, these all, they had their success because of uh, the state of society. 
Now, I don't know if you would find this one interesting or not, Joseph. It's it's a new podcast. Uh, oh. It's only got like six episodes out, but Michael Moore is doing one called Rumble. Okay. And, and it's going into some of the psychology of how how we got here, why this happened, what can we do about it kind of a thing. And it's it's pretty good. Can you uh – can you toss a link to that in our uh, Discord chat, Bridget? I'd like to add that to the to the show notes afterwards. Oh yeah, please do. Uh, sure, it's uh, I found it on Spotify, um, oh, okay. but you can probably find it on any pod, you know, podcatcher thing. It's it's free. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, actually, if, what's it called? It's But it's not argumentative and combative and stuff like that. That's just what he named it. it was Rumble, and it's right. actually very good. Yeah, let's see. Um, it's got like six or seven episodes out now. It's it's new. Yeah, I've got a link to him on Stitcher, so I'll, I'll throw that weekly, in the weekly, monthly. Does it come out every week? Uh, or? I think so. I think he's planning on doing it weekly. All right. Yeah. I haven't seen anything from him in a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just started up, and uh, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. I mean, it's actually pretty good, and it's not you know inflammatory and combative. It's you know, it's actually a good listen. And and I, we we've said this uh, a lot of times, and I and I don't mean the imperial we. I mean like uh, Shujin and I. We've we've all said this about the the act of the statesman. Mm-hmm. You know the the. I don't want to say the gentleman, but I think it's the best way I can come up with it. It's just basically stop yelling and screaming and pulling your hair out about trying to get your point across and actually try to deliver your point across and be articulate. Be Have a conversation. Yes. Which is really weird because we've always said that, uh, you know, in, in the atheist community, we've always said, you know, we want to have the conversation. And a lot of us still think that, but there are also a lot of people on kind of this side of the fence who now say that if you want a conversation, you're a right winger. I'm like, yeah. when the hell did that happen? Or a socialist. Uh, yeah, exactly. Tech. Um, it just seems these days, if you, if you actually well, want to sit down and have a, have a calm conversation about topics, suddenly you're a subversive, you're. You're an istophobe, you're conservative, you're a socialist, you're, you're a communist, you're a you're terrorist. Anything, you're just, because people who say things like that, they're um, clan-minded. Yeah, you're, you're anything other than part of our tribe. Yeah, so you, thou shalt not question. Yes, it seems the, uh, we're seeing sort of dogmatic thinking on, on all sides now, and we're all kind of stuck here in the middle going, what the hell is going on? If 2019 has brought me anything, and, I, and it's pretty depressing, but um, I don't know if you've read my blog, but I've spent uh, years um, analyzing the, uh, well, thinking about the um, the leader-follower mentality. Mm-hmm. And, uh and for me, it just constantly comes back to that just one question. Um, 
if you what you think is it you who thought of it or is it somebody else's idea did you come to that conclusion on your own or are you just uh, I don't know towing the party line because there's <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm not laughing at you, Joseph. Uh, I just saw a thing that Stephanie put in the um, uh, put in the chat about something called Skylar Fiction. So I went looking for it, and uh, apparently it's a YouTube channel. And the first thing I see is "Welcome to the Skylar Fiction Show, where Christian apologetics comes to die." All hail Raptor Jesus. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we're, uh, <laughs> I'm throwing that one in the, in the show notes as well. Uh, that just sounds too juicy to, to not overlook. That sounds like you're going to have a few things to catch up on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a new one. But it is, like, uh, and going back to podcasts, it is, um, you know, all the quote-unquote atheist podcasts. Yeah, it is. Uh, the repetition is, um, it is beginning to get tiring because mm -hmm. basically what we're doing is just hashing and rehashing the same behavior pattern. There's only so much we can say about it. Yeah, and truth be told, when, when I first started out with this whole thing, um, You know, of course, one of the first things I saw was, you know, the, the religious tropes or the, is it theistic tropes, but you know what I'm talking about? You know, we even right. had, we even had, um, the scathing atheist guys on here to talk about it one night or we got into yeah, theistic tropes about, you know, well, where does morality come from and blah, 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 this and blah, blah, that. <clears throat> and Can it's somebody please explain to me what the, just the latest apologist thing seems to be the laws of logic. What yeah. But, but that's the thing is that, you know, what happens when a theist runs out of the ammunition that we've already broken down a thousand times, they reload and try again. Yeah. They come full circle. Yeah. Just call it something different. And, and it's like, yeah. And then even then. You know, they, they get the first three words out and we already know that, yeah, you're just feeding us the same line of bullshit that you were feeding us yesterday. You just put a fresh coat of paint on it, but it's still the same bullshit. And it's always the same thing repeating. I mean, between us, when we're having a conversation, um, our interest, basically what we're doing is sharing our experiences, you know, uh, in an effort to make life better for each other. If you, um, and that's where morals are. But if you're trying to have a conversation with an apologist, his goal is to basically make you surrender your self-governance and become a clone of them. And I mean, it goes beyond religion. I mean, um, you know, it's like you can see this in like the communist party. Uh, you can see this in people who buy certain brands, you know? Yeah, exactly. It, it's the same everywhere. I mean, it goes beyond religion. I'm, I'm almost getting tired of, you know, why go into the details of, 
you know, whatever the Bible does or does not contain or the truth of it or, you know, um, it's something, it's basically, it's um, going back to what it was, um, the, the phrase I'm always using is survive by imitation. But it's also something I call, um, just take my word for it, ism. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, don't listen to yourself, listen to me. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing repeated. And a good lot of, it, it's really, it's depressing as hell. But um, a good lot of humanity survives just that way. If I obey this guy's rules, then I'm going to be comfortable. And I don't have to think. Well, yeah. One question I've got is, would it not have at some point provided some type of a survival advantage or evolutionary advantage? Yeah, that's that's what childhood is all about because we have no other choice when we're small and defenseless um, <clears throat> and our um, prefrontal our prefrontal cortex hasn't developed yet. I mean, we're not even capable of reason. But um, in the upper echelons of uh, both the economy and uh, and society and you know government and all that, the fight seems to be to maintain us in that state, and that's why the evangelists loved Trump so much because he basically he just uh, maintains the stupid, and that's exactly what they want. A credulous, a credulous public. The state of credulity, the state of uh, non-thought, non-questioning. Um, but there are some evangelicals who are getting tired of his crap, though. Yeah. Um, was it, uh, I can't remember if it was Christianity Today or Christian Post, but one of those two publications all came out in opposition of Trump and his behavior and continued support of him. And he was not happy about that. And I can't, I, I wish I could remember off the top of my was, but those are two very big publications that a lot of Christians read. You know, it's funny, both the evangelists um, and Trump, they, they have like Trumpism at all religious um I'd even say he's atheist, but I I think I mean he's amoral and he he's not religious in the least bit. No, but for him to maintain, uh, if he wants to stay in power, he has he he needs a loving public, and if the evangelists want to stay in power, they need exactly the same thing. That's why they're friends. But I think so, some of them are starting to turn against him. I think that there's going to actually be like a sort of a small coalition of the GOP that will probably rally around Mitt Romney because Mitt Romney is like, you know, this is not acceptable in condemning his behavior. And I think you may have a few true believers who may line up with Mitt Romney on that. Mormons? Not necessarily Mormons, but people who are actual true believer Christians that are not just trying to get a Supreme Court nominee, but actually have some conviction 
and we're just going to say he's gone, you know, a little too far and we just can't abide anymore. Especially if, um, I think if John Bolton comes out and testifies and a whole bunch of crap comes out, then I think you're going to see more people side with Mitt Romney. Yeah. Uh, Again, though, that, uh, that does hinge on, you know, what we talked about the last show with impeachment is, is it even going to make it to trial? I don't think they, they even want it to. Um, they just want to like. Almost making I don't it, think it um, has to go to trial. I think if if they can get the John Bolton to testify, you know, just to the House and get that public, I think that'll be enough because John Bolton knows where the bodies are. Like I, I've heard it said that Trump actually wants uh, a Senate trial. He actually he wants it to happen because he he seems to think. And I, I don't know if he's right or not, but he. he He's under the, the fix is in right now. Well, so yeah, he wants it to go. Yeah, and he's also under the belief that by doing this, he's actually going to completely humiliate and devastate the Democrats because he truly believes that you know his, his shit don't stink. Yeah, he'll be uh, like, "I'm exonerated. I'm not guilty." Yeah, which you'll probably say in every rally right up until. <laughs> Even after he gets booted out of office, he'll say he'll still be around rallying, saying how innocent he is. Well, his yeah, um, I've seen more rational conversations in a fucking kindergarten schoolyard. But I mean, basically, that's that's what his defense is going to be. I am rubber, you are glue. <laughs> yeah, but as long as he's not going to get a fair trial, then there's no reason for it to get at the Senate at this point. And we yeah. know he's not going to get a fair trial because Mitch McConnell has said so. Yeah, and uh, the I don't know about the, I, by the House rule. I mean, the, the White thing House is, rules. The thing is, too, though, is that McConnell could be just posturing as well. He's not. <laughs> oh, okay. He's just as corrupt. He's just as corrupt. Okay. So yeah, if, if he's much of a, if he's just as much of a dick bag as, as everybody else, then okay, fine. Yeah. You know, because uh, a lot of people would, yeah, because a lot of people would say, you know, like, oh, that's just, uh, he's just being hyperbolic. But no, if it's, if, if he actually does have that conviction that, yeah, if, if this does come before me, I'm going to, you know, burn it with holy fire to borrow a Warhammer uh, euphemism, mm-hmm. then, yeah, there's really no point in trying to, uh, there's no I point in bringing it. Yeah. Right. But um, he knows his audience because, I mean, to the credulous, the people, those who dare not question, I mean, just saying something is enough to make it quote unquote true. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think if Sorry. they get John Bolton to come out in public and, and say what he knows, I, I think that he knows a lot of dirt. He knows everything going on. Yeah. He just needs to come out. Well, I, which is why, which is why Trump does not want Bolton to testify. That's why they keep plucking all the subpoenas. Yeah. Well, what can John Bolton bring against uh, Trump? If there's anything in there at all about anything, he has access to all of it. If he's you know tried to intimidate any other people 
or any other governments or tried to do you know, deals with other governments, Bolton knows all the details. But don't they have enough on that already with Ukraine and all that? If there's more out there, Bolton knows all of it. I mean, already Ukraine is more than enough to... In some people's minds, it's not. <laughs> yeah, but that's what I mean. Uh, imagine, but if it's if it's several countries, imagine if it countries. were Obama doing this. Oh, Obama would have been impeached a long oh, time ago. Yeah, but how can this state exist? I mean, even in politicians. I mean, this is what's so depressing for me because, because I mean, it's so corrupt. Uh, the, the GOP right now is all about their money, their interest, their power, and that's all they care about is power. Hey, and folks, this what is the gives Utah them power out. is, again, this fucking credulous state. I mean, um... It's money. If that would happen here in France, uh, well, look at the protests going on here over just, like, mm -hmm. small mm -hmm. things like uh, retirement reform. But, um... It, it just wouldn't stand and in any country in the, probably any other almost any other country in the world and it's funny just we're just watching all this uh from from afar i mean it's it's like yeah it's like how how could this happen but it is and nobody's streets and they should be yeah, I mean, I've gone to I've gone to some protests myself and have like twelve people show up. Yeah, and what happened to um, there were for a while there was uh, what was that movement against Wall Street? Uh, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah, I yeah. went to protest for that of, too. That really got that really got, uh, got, got co-opted. Yeah, it, it uh -huh. also got uh, co-opted by a lot of other um, ideologies. Um, yeah. Some of the journalists that uh, I follow who were, they actually got their start with Occupy Wall Street. Um, they've actually noticed that even while they were there, the overall statement was overrun by people who had like just really radical ideals and basically co-opted the protest to, for themselves. Right. And I, I think that kind of deflated a lot of it as a result. And of well, course, also, way, way also money. Politics. Hmm? identity politics. Yeah. Kind of well, not just that, but, the, apart. but some of the, some of the protests were actually infiltrated by law enforcement that were dressed up like protesters and <clears throat> initiating, you know, vandalism and things like that. And, you could tell who they were by pictures of their shoes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, these are law enforcement people that are dressed up in black and smashing mm -hmm. windows trying to agitate. Yeah. That was nuts. I wouldn't be surprised at that. Either. Oh, it, it uh, you know, I mean, it, was, know, it wasn't surprising, you know but it was heartbreaking. And, and one thing that really floored me is, you know, yeah, I was out there with my little protest signs, you know, chanting and stuff like that out where I live. Uh, but there was an active duty army person that sent me a message and said he would have no problem coming down here shooting me in the head because I was participating in these. Yeah. That was scary. Well, I mean, these days... 
it seems for a lot of things, violence is to them, it, violence to people is the answer. You look at, uh, I mean, shit. I, I saw a thing about um, the rise of Skywalker. Apparently, because I don't know if you guys have seen it yet or if you care to see it, because uh, I'm about to drop a major spoiler. Okay. Okay. Drop. Okay. Kylo Ren dies. Okay. The, 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 the main bad guy from, from the new trilogy dies at the end. And okay. a lot of, and a lot of fans who wanted Ray and Kylo to get together, you know, and have this big shipping romance thing. We're sending death threats to the director of a Star Wars movie because it didn't end the way they wanted it to. So, you know, Jesus, that, yeah, that describes in a nutshell, like, uh, like the state of our economy, mm-hmm. oh, the state of a lot uh, of things. Yeah, and actually, well, Joseph, this one plays even better. Um, do you remember the, the, the Twilight movies? I know I'm digging yeah. into some serious pop I've, culture BS here. I've never, no, but I've never seen one. Oh, okay, no, they, but, but you know what the, you know what they were, right? Uh, you basically okay. Sparkly vampires. Yeah, sparkly. Okay. Well, uh, sparkly vampires and bare-chested werewolves. <laughs> now here's the thing, and th- this was my ultimate facepalm moment for that era of pop culture that. A lot of people should be desperately trying to erase mentally with alcohol <clears throat> or other hallucinogens. <laughs> Do you remember the, it was, what was it? Team. Oh God. What was it? What was the vampire's name? The, the main uh, character vampire. Do you remember his name? No, I didn't see the movies. Damn I just it. know about them. Oh, okay. But anyways. So pop culture was divided between team vampire and team werewolf as to which one would the main character, the, the, the girl, who would she end up with? And it got pretty rabid, you know, just like the song by Ronnie James Dio, the, the mob rules, right? Mm. Here's the thing. By this time, by the time these movies had come out, the books that had the answers had already been published. Let that sink in. People are speculating, oh, he's going to be part of, she's going to be part of team this. No, he's going to be, she's going to be part of team that. It's in the book, you morons. Eh, that's, this is the mentality, you know, and I honestly, that's where I think it all began. It's like, yeah, we're going to form all these different tribes, even though the book has already been out. And if you were as much a fan as you claim you are, you'd already know how this ends. Uh, it just, it's, uh, it's just so, it's so fucking useful for, I mean, for those who actually control things, because, you know, uh, if, oh, if yeah. fighting amongst ourselves, then uh, we're not going to be looking at them. Yeah, the myopia of the masses. Like you know, it's, somebody it, said to me before, you know, ever, these people harking back to the 1950s and all that. Um, yeah. Or certain times where our economy has actually been um, successful. And 
they're saying, oh yeah, but before there was uh, there was no crime and uh, <laughs> there was less crime and all that, and. No crime. I got two words for you. Roaring twenties. Yeah, yeah. Or <laughs> Toulouse. Um, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah, but harking back to times in our economy where things were racism was relatively low and the economy was going better. I'm not going to say, it, but um, people will point out, you know, times like that. And I'd like to point out to them that, um, well, there wasn't the um, the um, the wealth disparity that there this is now. Is true. And this it's is always at times when racism is high and this clanism is high. There's always wealth disparity. At the same time, because I mean, it it obliges those lower down on the well, on yeah, the scale to to resort to actions. I mean, just to survive. Um, you're, you're depriving people of the ability to secure their base level needs. You know, again, kind of going back to, to Maslow's hierarchy, uh, you're taking away their ability to satisfy their psychological, their physiological and security needs. And if you keep them there, you're, you're going to frustrate them. And then in that depth of desperation where they're looking for anything that could potentially get them out of that situation, they become your attack dogs. Well, it's just, it, it's really fucking simple because I mean, if, if you're in a position um, where having three part-time jobs is not enough to, to, yeah. Make, make ends meet and uh, you've got this guy offering to I don't know uh, run a package across town for you for a thousand bucks um, mm -hmm. what you gonna do yeah or um, you know yeah we understand that you're you're having these problems but you know what it's not your fault it's the fault of that gentleman with the pale skin over there uh, who's driving that car because they have privilege. You, you must go now attack them and make them feel bad so that they will give you money so that they don't feel guilty anymore. Well, it's about to get a lot worse too. Um, I was reading a few days ago that Trump is all on board about uh, making it, you know, even a bigger crime to be homeless and really punishing people homeless <sighs> or being homeless. Yeah. And rig the system and then punish the people who are victims of a rigged system. That's, that's yeah. brilliant. And if people just are like God and, the Bible. Have, <laughs> and if people are homeless and they have nowhere to go and nowhere to sleep, you're going to make it illegal for them to sleep outside. Where are they? What are they supposed to do? There's nothing they can do. Mm -hmm. So we're just going to criminalize it. Yeah. And I guess lock all those people up. So yeah, you know, in, in for-profit prisons. So yeah, right, oh, for-profit wow. prisons where they're forced to work for nothing uh, for these companies. <laughs> Slavery. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. But they're not going to call it that, are they? No, but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. 
I've or they might get paid some you know, pittance like eight cents a day or something like that. Um, but yeah. It, it, yeah, it's a brilliant business uh, plan because you'll get essentially labor and you'll actually be undercutting people that we outsource to in third world countries. So, you know, instead of having to pay somebody 50 cents a day to make a, uh, you know, wherever, I just, I can't even, I can't think of some ad right now, but instead of, you know, these sweatshops overseas, you can pay, you know, a, a U.S. person eight cents a day or nothing because they're in prison. In your yeah, and if it's part of a, yeah, and if it's, if it's part of like a, ma- a prison mandated work sentence, then... Yeah. You know what? You, you got to make those Nikes because that's part of your part. That's part of your penalty. That's part of your punishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's good. You don't and, wear Nikes. Yeah. You know, why pay, why pay sweatshops to make them when you can force it over here for free? Mm-hmm. And that's what, that's what's going to be happening. Um, so yeah, it's going to get worse. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what it's going to take to get people out in the streets, but something's got to give. Um, I mean, I've talked, I've talked a lot about it, uh, before is that, you know, now that the panic or that, that the, the hysteria over Trump getting elected is, well, I'd like to think it's over and that, you know, it's, it's looking like he's going to get that second term unless something like monumental happens. Yeah. Uh, The second term. I think he will have a second term. I well, think. Uh, look at how are we going to swing that? No, no, Joseph. Look at the Democrats. I've not seen anything in terms of a platform. I've not seen any kind of answers to things about the economy. Plus, the economy, from everything I'm hearing, is actually doing quite well in the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now. No, stocks, no, no, yeah. not, not for some people, but again. No, 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 because, um, yeah, um, you're going to have to dig a little deeper there because when they say the economy is going well, um, who's it going well for? And it's probably the upper probably uh, you're stock right. market. And what they do is spread it out as if every American is making an average. Yeah, and that, that is how, they, that is how yeah, they're presenting it. That's a lie. <laughs> it is, but you know, you, you, as we all know, you, you spin a lie. Economy, an economy is only going as well as its lowest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the stock market is doing really well and paying out the rich people more <clears throat> yeah. money. That's what they mean. But the other thing too is that he is not actually up. Yeah, but and also most of what I've seen, at least for the Democratic uh, leadership race, has been. They're in disarray. Uh, that's putting it mildly. I mean, it, it's been a feeding frenzy uh, to the point where unless you're part of, you know, the, the orange man bad group or um, that one group that calls themselves the squad, you know, if, if you're not with them, then you're automatically a conservative and you're going to be kicked out of it anyway. And if you're going to go into the 2020 election with the platform of vote for me because Trump's an asshole, that's not you're not going to win. And unfortunately, I think that's where they're at right now. Plus, even when a leader for the Democratic Party is finally selected, they have got a metric butt ton of healing that they have to do across their party lines to make sure that they're a cohesive unit. 
Yeah, I, I, I think Trump is going to get reelected. Yeah, I honestly do. But I hope my only hope I, is that this time, like if and when that happens, that the, the Democrats are going to look at this and go, okay, orange man bad didn't work. What can we do? And actually sit down and think and come up with a cohesive platform. Uh, Joseph, I think he will lose the popular vote by more than he did last time, but I think he'll still take the electoral college. That's what I think is going to (laughs) happen. Now, if he does that twice in a row. uh, With the electoral college? Then I think there's going to be some, there will be reform after that. With no, Bush because Jr., it's happened every make... time. Yeah, it's happened Bush... every time except for once. Yeah. Bush Jr. also, he took the electoral and lost the uh, popular, the popular vote. vote. Yeah. So the only time that it hasn't happened in the last several years was when uh, Bill Clinton won. Mm-hmm. Wait, every Obama, time a, Republic, he, he every time a Republican, Every time a Republican has won since Reagan, they've oh, lost the popular Republican. vote and gotten the electoral college. Yeah. Because they don't play fair. Right. And that needs to be questioned. Because, I mean, again, um, Trump is a result of Trump voters. Mm-hmm. That state of... But it's also the result of so-called Clinton voters saying she's going to win anyway because Trump... Who who in the right mind would vote for Trump? Well, you got your answer. Yeah. Right mind or otherwise, he's the one sitting in the Oval Office. So, yeah, if, I predict he will he will win again. Yeah, and if if ever there was a time to really get out there, now is the time. Like now, twenty twenty two and twenty twenty four. Yeah, like the the armchair activist. I, I think that time is coming to an end. You know, it, it's great to sit here and philosophize about it, but unless you're willing to get out there and, you know, strike your name on that or, you know, strike the name on the ballot or attend or contribute if you can in some way, or like Bridget's doing run for office. Like now is the time because no one else is going to do it. Nope. And if you don't, you're going to get another Trump. But, you know, I've been, I've been crowing that one since 2016 and well, look where we are now. <laughs> yeah. I will do what I can, but I am only one. <laughs> yeah. But that's what you're doing is exactly what you have to do because I mean, um, a democracy should be from the bottom up, not the top down. Yeah. Yep. We should be looping, you know, um, we should be electing the best members of our community or you know um whoever decides the best i mean to 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 represent us i mean and it all starts at a grassroots level i mean here in france for example we've got uh um each arrondissement has their their representatives and uh <sighs> Yeah, basically, it's the, the community's uh, foremost members who are elected by the locals, and so on and so on up the scale. Yeah. And I bet you yeah, will take vacation time too, and uh, either register some people to vote or drive them 
to go vote. The voter turnout has not been so good here over the past years, and we're kind of seeing the same trend as uh, the U.S. people just kind of um, becoming disillusioned or um, giving up hope, because I mean, like the front, uh, the the National Front, which is the the right wing, um, they've been rising in the the polls. They never quite make it to power, but uh, it's enough to become alarming. Oh, yeah. Are going towards uh, fascism here. That's not. uh, Yeah, but the entire world over. The world is going to fascism. Yeah. It's everywhere. Japan and um, the. Because things are getting. The wealth disparity is getting so much that things are becoming difficult for. Yeah. A good lot of the economy, the lower down, uh, the lower parts of it, and um, and people who just don't think for themselves don't know what to do. They just want to know. They just want to vote for the quote unquote right authority that's going to make everything comfortable for them again, without doing any of the the work itself. Because I mean, when you give up self governance, you also give up, in a way. Um, your own responsibility for your own survival. You're not responsible for anything. You're not going to think about it. Yeah. Because we're just too fucking used to people providing for us. You know, if you follow these X and X rules, then you're going to get X and X uh, rewards. All dished out um, on the condition that you don't question. Well... I think we should. And I mean, we, we really have to have a conversation about uh, principally what I'm most concerned about is, um, you know, I, I'd like to see prices come with profit margins. Uh, we have to do, talk about, you know, profit, uh, what it actually does to an economy. And profit is basically taking more than you've given. How can a an economy survive like that. Yeah, that's so, that. That is getting into a level that uh, we definitely have to like get into uh, something a lot more. It would have to be a bit of a deeper dive, I think. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's a conversation we have to have. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm not obliging ourselves to have it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, a few minutes before the end of the show. Yeah, but I'm thinking uh, we should actually start looking at wrapping up here. Um, I didn't want to, I mean, with so many so many shows like, what are your New Year's resolutions for 2020? Yeah, screw that. Because <laughs> we know we're just going to make a bunch of platitudes that, uh, you know, aren't, aren't going to happen. So, um, you know, and, yeah, call me a pessimist. Uh, I'm going to say I'm more of a realist. But uh, in, instead of a resolution... I uh, just thought I'd do a round table here and see um, what's what's in the foreseeable future for everybody here. Like, let's, you know, we get to the end of 2020. Um, what do we see? Like, uh, what, what do we have plans? Do we have things that are like actually going to come to fruition at some point? Um, I, again, I don't want to call them resolutions, but uh, like what's in your horizons? Uh, Tech, I'll start with you. Assuming you're still awake. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> we lost might... attack. Yeah, I think, he, I think he might be out. That's okay. Um, okay, uh, Bridget, what, um, what, what does 2020 hold for you? Ah, goodness. Well, uh, hopefully trying to do my little, you know, protest civil action, whatever it is that you want to call it that, you know, the best that I can. And, uh, look, yeah, look for other employment for more money, hopefully. Uh, hoping that my husband finds a job this year. That would be great. Okay. Uh, Joseph, how about you? What's, uh, what's on your horizon this year? Um, I'm starting a new job from the 13th. Oh, right on. Uh, with the Institut Physique du Globe de Paris. Basically, did I tell you about this before? No. No. Oh, okay. Um, basically, what they do is monitor earthquakes the world over. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm going to be in charge of their monitoring network. Oh, nice. Very nice. Government job. Uh, you know, say what, say what you will about government work. Uh, at least there's a, an ounce of security there. Uh, I would like yeah, to think. Well, the, <laughs> it was rather unexpected. This, uh, but I, I have uh, a friend of mine working there who told me about the position and thought it'd be perfect for it. So, so, so you would be more, um, uh, I'm assuming you'd be like the IT end of it, uh, just making sure that the systems are still running. Um, I think I'm going to start there, but my work may extend uh, to uh, also database maintenance, things like that. And, you know, not a, not a bad gig to get into. I mean, we're, yeah. we're looking for a DBA at my company right now uh, for our hosted system. Um, I, I think there's some, they're looking for someone a little more on this continent, however. Otherwise, they definitely would have uh, dropped your name. <laughs> oh. Well, that's quite yeah. heartwarming to hear. But um, yeah. yeah, although you, you could have had fun screaming at some of those guys in French, though. I, I think <laughs> I, 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 I could just hear one or two of them right now going, "Who the hell is this guy?" Well, as for myself, hmm? oh, I just one thing for for 2020. Uh, um, my drum beat is not. I, I really, I'd really like to see people's uh, the drum beat become more skepticism than atheism. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shots fired, but I mean, um, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I, I'm seeing. Uh, I'm seeing that. Like I said before, I'm seeing the same thing happening all across society, whether it be in the economy, whether it be through religion. It's fucking state of credulity that has to end and we have to become accountable for our own actions and we have to hold those we elect accountable and um, the only means to that end is skepticism because I mean if you're not going to question you're not going to think then yeah no that's that, that's a good point uh, well for myself 
I still plan to keep working at the job I'm at because I actually am enjoying it uh, despite some of the stressors I've had. I have been working on a little bit more of a self-discipline thing on my end. Um, I just recently set up a, uh, a writing desk, if you will. Um, oh, I just saw that this morning. Yeah. So it's, and I actually gave it a bit of a field test this weekend. Uh, sat there and did a whole bunch of editing and rewriting on a, on a book that I'm trying to get into shape to get published. But before that, there's going to be a recording of it. Um, looking at starting a po- another podcast for myself. Will something come of it? I hope so. Um, I just, uh, my biggest hope is that, I mean, um, this is my last uh, weekend of vacation. Monday morning, I go back to work after two weeks off. Um, I just hope that I can sort of keep it a little more compartmentalized now. Um, you know, kind of leave work at work. And when I come home, it's home time. I don't have to, I don't want to think about work, that kind of stuff. And eventually get into, you know, getting this book done, getting my next one worked on. Um, I say that every year, but this year is the most I've done so far in terms of moving forward with it. And I want to keep moving forward with it because it's after this weekend, after doing the work that I've done, I really felt good. You know, kind of had that nice little endorphin boost that just said, you know, like, yeah, you, you accomplished something. Have a cookie. (laughs) So I, I'm hoping to keep up with that. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking of that, uh, the scene from Family Guy. So how's that book coming along? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're writing a book, are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, some of the stuff I was going over um, this weekend with it. Now, the, the story is set in like the, the far future, like, you know, kind of the Star Trek level future. And some of the technology that I was, you know, talking about, like they, they have a thing, uh, the, the character has a, uh, it's like an ID card, but it's so much more. And I used to talk, I talked about how it, you know, it had, you know, the ability to summon a transit vehicle and had the mapping ability and all of this. And I'm thinking as I'm right, as I'm looking at what I was writing, like, I've got that. It's called a smartphone. You moron. So I, I've had to go back in and do like a fair bit of reordering to, you know, dare I say, modernize a science fiction book, you know, figure that one out. <laughs> so yeah, I got some grief over that uh, recently. Like said, somebody tell me that uh, editing means cutting stuff out. I'm like, not necessarily, you know, that's why they have, that's why they call director's cuts. <laughs> but, um. Uh, yeah, labor of love that I want to turn into something for everybody to to enjoy. So that, that's my plan. Anyways, um, I think it's time we got out of here. Um, I want to thank you guys for uh, putting up with me tonight as a, as a substitute host. I think this is going to be the last time for a while. I believe Shujin will be back in charge uh, next week so we can get back to doing what we were doing before. What's he doing this week? Why wasn't he here? Uh, he's just been taking a, a, a very well-deserved vacation. Uh, poor guy's been, been, uh, he's been working hard this past year, uh, you know, doing what he does. Uh, He's also had to deal with some personal stuff. I I don't want to get into it. Um, you've actually, you've probably seen it on Facebook. Uh, some of the stuff that he's had to go through. So I I haven't, 
because I've had shit of my own to deal with. Yeah. I mean, we're all dealing with shit. Um, you know, uh, I've been, I've been happy to step in. I know last week we didn't because it would, it just would have been Bridget and I, although we were like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we were trying to think what, what should we talk about? I, I want to bring everybody else. I, I want to have more people, but I will say this, at least on this show, as far as I know, Bridget, this is probably the most you've talked on these shows in the past, like six months. <laughs> so I'm calling that one a personal achievement. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> It's like, yeah, stick it, Trill. Look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so, yeah, uh, once again, thank you guys uh, for putting up with me. Uh, I do appreciate it. I'm My blood pressure is about to drop uh, now that uh, I'm done being the host of this show for a little while. I'll be more than happy to be just part of the peanut gallery once more. Yeah. Um, and I'm actually going to do a quick little transition here. Uh, for everybody else who's watching this, and this is our contact info for the show. Of course, um, our website where I host the audio version of the show is over at holycraptheblogcast.com. You can leave us a voicemail or a text at area code 869-428-8854 or 869-HCTV-854. I'll put that in the text next time. Um, we have our Facebook address over at, uh, facebook.com slash Holy crap, the vlogcast, and you can tweet at us at Holy crap TV. I'll let that sit for a second and go back. <laughs> yes. I'm having fun with OBS. Don't judge me. <laughs> so again, from all of us and everybody who was in the open chat, uh, Stephanie, Felis, TDTF, uh, who else was there? Beth was there. Princess Luna was there. Uh, this other guy, uh, was on here, uh, Shu Jin Tribble. Uh, yeah, he was on there too for a little bit. Who's that? I, I don't know. He, he kind of popped in, you know, threw a couple of zingers our way and then went to bed. So, uh, I don't know. <laughs> troll. Troll. <laughs> troll. Yeah. Wait, 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 dribble who? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, we'll, we'll figure out who he is eventually. But thank you guys for, uh, for stepping in tonight. Um, I hope you guys had a lot of fun, had a few laughs and until next week, you guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other. And above all, have a good week. And until next time, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.